Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Hey, there he is. There I am. Here the, I am. The man, the myth, legend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think marketing is not your thing. You should be a publicist. <laughs> well, you don't identify with being a man, myth, and legend. <laughs> uh, it's the myth and the legend, and I'm, not, I'm questionable about the man. You could be a myth. I haven't seen you in person I, in how long now? So, well, I guess I would meet that criteria. So you could, yeah, you could be a deep fake. You could be a totally, total deep fake. So, uh, just a just a audience check, so you know, mm -hmm. we actually have five audience members. Can you believe oh, that? Cool. I know, I know, we're up to five. So it's you plus me plus three other people. <laughs> no, it's not me. I don't listen to my own shit. <laughs> Okay, then it's me plus four other people. It's, it's well, that's better than the one. Did we get comments? No, uh, no and we have uh, we have exactly two thousand one hundred eleven plays of all of our shows. So we've done what a hundred and something shows. Yeah, and uh, we have two thousand one hundred eleven people have listened to the show, or t that's how many times it's been listened to. And our current audience size is about five. So it does a calculation to try and figure out how many people regularly listen to the show so we have five listeners <laughs> so thumbs up to you all out there shout out to like, a b c d and e <laughs> i love it i love it uh, you know what's funny is that there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of podcasts out there right. but a lot of them there's only a few episodes Right? right. I mean, you go in and you do a search and you go, oh, these guys stopped broadcasting in 2018 or they stopped broadcasting in 2020 or whatever. Uh, and, you know, nothing ever happens to them. They just sort of sit there, you know, sucking up bandwidth. Right. And uh, we go on week after week, week after week. We are always well, the here. algorithm is going to catch up to us. You think so? One day? It's either it's either going to promote us or it's going to punish the shit out of us. <laughs> It's already punishing the shit out of us. We're probably on the global <laughs> shadow ban, right? We're already on the global I would imagine, shadow ban. <laughs> uh, I would imagine that we're probably on the shadow ban from hell. Yeah. Uh, along with the laptop from hell, there's the shadow ban from hell. And yep. we're in that one. We're in that. We're definitely in the, the global shadow ban. Nobody wants to hear from us except those five brave souls who are listening to us right now. You know, <laughs> if, if you're listening to us as a listener, Leave a comment so we can say hi. I don't mind yeah. saying hi to people we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Especially says as an introvert, this is the best way for me to say hi. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe well, the only time you ever get me to talk to you. <laughs> well, speaking of saying hi, I'm going to be at an event in San Francisco tonight. You want to come? I don't know if you've got, if you've got the ability or the bandwidth uh, or feel like coming. I don't, well, I, don't have, I actually don't have the income to do it. <laughs> um, we went to Costco last week, so... My my entire uh, semi monthly check got spent. Oh no! <laughs> and, on gas, and, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, it went on gas. That was a bad thing. I didn't have enough money to get gas. Luckily, oh. I filled up the day before and I had enough to get back. But I'm 
I'm worried about driving around here for the next week and a half before I get my next, or actually, let's see, today's Wednesday. I get my next check next Tuesday. So maybe I can, I can fake it for a week. Yeah, I uh, I always say I always thank Joe. You know, every time I fill up, you do you thank him. You, you yeah, thank thanks him for the thanks paint. for the thanks for the eighty dollar fill up, Joe. It used yeah, to be I don't, it used I to be forty, and now it's eighty. Thank you so much. Yeah, Bastard. yeah, I think that was my my last fill up. We were running. I mean, we were uh, we had gone down. One of one of our friends, uh, one of the guys that used to work with uh, Rosa or worked for Rosa, came up and spent a few days last week. And so we had, we took him back to Larkspur. Yeah. And when we were taking him back to Larkspur, we had to get gas to get back up here to Grass Valley. So we went to a super huge uh, Costco store outside of Sacramento. And I mean, this thing, there was no housing anywhere around it. I mean, this mm. is a shopping center with no 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 local market mm-hmm. i mean this thing is like they're predicting i guess somebody has predicted that we're, we're going to sell the land cheap and the city is going to spread this way yeah because there were lots of stores there but there was not a house within 10 miles of that thing yeah yeah oh they're definitely going to expand into that area because you know oh, housing... I, I mean i know that's how it happens uh, it goes back to they built um, years ago, like forty, nearly forty, over forty years ago, they built the Mall of Abilene. Mm-hmm. Out, I mean, in a in a virtual field, there was nothing around there. They had, I mean, they still had wheat and all this kind of stuff going around it. Yeah, yeah. And we went, why in the hell did they build it all the way out here? Well, now that's the center of town. Forty years <laughs> later, so. but it took that long. Who can it, let? It who did can take let, a while. Um, they, are they really thinking that far out? I'm finding surprising that oh, they're yeah. thinking that far out. So here's here's one one of the ladies that I that I worked with at, at NASA. The way one of the investments she was in was in um, storage sheds, and the way they would do that is they would build a storage shed on on a projected where the city is going to go in like 30, 40, 50 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. This is a long term investment. And the way they would do it is they would make money from the from running out of the sheds until the land appreciated high enough for them to really cap, capitalize. Wow, there's actually people thinking that far yep. out. That's amazing. Yep. yep, yep, yep. That's amazing. I can't. I mean, in 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 my business, no one can think like any more than a few month few months out. <laughs> right. It's uh, like... it's, you're you're reminding me of. of we had an OD conference in San Anselmo or something like that. San Anselmo. I, I mm-hmm. never got that. I was never really good at pronouncing that name. Anyway, we were over there and it was at a, a Catholic monastery, I think. Oh. It, there's a, there is a, like a, yeah. anyway, anyway, the, the thing there is the guy's name was Dane, Dane Alessandro and he's a consultant for Accenture. And he was talking about, revisioning the company every quarter mm-hmm. Jeez. Like, what how do you come up with a vision every quarter that made that made no sense to me i was like well how many how far out are they revisioning every three, five years or something like no, that I, well i don't know how i mean if you're doing a one every quarter why would it be more than a quarter no i mean i can understand revisioning every quarter as long as your vision 
is longer than a quarter, right? It's like, uh, I mean, because things change so quickly, right? I yeah, can totally well, was, see. Yeah, this I, is do, this is yeah. during the dot com bubble. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're this is before it burst. This was the bubble in the bubble. Yeah, so I can yeah. kind of see that, but I, I'm how many hell can you get your workforce aligned when you're re re um, revisioning your company every ninety days? Yeah. Well, anyway, you can't you can't change your vision that quickly. I mean, you can that's, adjust. That's what it. I was thinking. I mean, you can I, adjust I, your vision. Yeah, I'm not even. <laughs> and then, because sure then, that. could you imagine how much work is wasted in that case? Because yep. you yep. you do yep. a revision yep. exercise. It's like this is us for the next five years. So you go, okay, let's get on this path. We get on this path. The projects are started. We're going next quarter. Okay, you know, we're going to cut twenty percent of these, and then we're going to do twenty percent something different. And you're like, what just happened? What just happened? Well, I mean, it's not too different than the ten, than the Jack Welch, yeah, ten percent thing. It's got the ten percent vision. I yeah, mean, but every quarter. Well, that I mean, the frequency was a little. I was like, I can't imagine because I know it, it takes a it takes at least that long for the for the for the plan to be understood. Yeah. I mean, it takes a, a we like we've talked about this before, and we talked about the first word a couple of weeks ago. How long it took for people to understand an abstract sound equating to something in I don't want to say reality. Come on, we need another word for reality. We we don't neither one of us really believe in it. And in, in the reality, but well, we need, I'm reading this we need really- another word. I'm reading this really good book. Well, it's really weird, a weird book because it goes into quantum mechanics and classical mm-hmm. mechanics. So it talks about classical physics. It talks about quantum physics and it talks about how the whole double slit experiment about the, uh, you know, the yeah. particles and the, and the waves and stuff like that. It's like when it's being observed, it acts differently. Right. Right. So, so that tells us that there's no, there's no objective reality. Right. Because. Correct. And, it, and I remember watching a video on it and the guy says, oh, yeah, well, so we put a camera in there to watch it and it completely changed the experiment. So then we left the camera there and then we unplugged it and it's and it, it went back to normal. So it, it, it almost knew it, it's almost like reality knew where the particles knew that they were being watched. So that they, they acted that way. So it's like, is that does that mean that all of all of reality, all of existence is li- is alive? It's the force, Luke. <laughs> it is the force. Um, go back. So is all of reality a lie? Well, I wouldn't say reality. Let's call it existence. So every is atom. That, is that so our if, word? So if every if if you think about the experiment, it's like while it was being watched, it did one thing. And when it wasn't being watched, it did something else. It yeah, knew uh, it was being yeah. watched. So that means that every atom has intelligence. Right. Um, so, so let me put it this way: is maybe it's 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 the listening of energy changes the outcome. Instead of so to observe it, you're going to take some little minute minute bit of energy away from the particle mm-hmm. or the wave, either one. You're going to take a minute and a very minute, but even maybe in a matrix world, in a, of, of uh, not matrix, but um, quantum world at the quantum level, that minute energy is enough to change the direction or the outcome. Yeah. So, so 
So you're because saying that the, it does the, it does put out some it's level putting of out energy. Something. So 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 okay. okay. Let's 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 play. Since we're playing in this field, let's play for just a minute because I haven't really thought about this until now. We're we're looking at a particle, and we're it, it, we're going to so there's two states: there's particle where we're looking and particle where we're not looking. Mm-hmm. A particle when we're not looking, the energy field on that is a system. It's a it's got magnetic fields and all electrical fields and gravity fields and all that kind of stuff that are not being disturbed at all, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's in a total isolation tank, whatever, uh, except for its relationship to other particles, which are not observing. They're just they're just existing. Yeah, put that in there and move it over to the the observed field, we're going to take some, like I said, some minute form of energy away from the network. And that's enough to change it. Well, that's, and that's, and that's the key thing that he was talking about is that, so the experiment that he talked about was he had, so there was the particles, the light waves heading through the double slits Mm -hmm. and it was creating an interference pattern on, on the uh, wall. right? Right. And that's what they so without a camera that's what they could see right when they put a camera in to watch it or to to measure the photons coming through the slits they and plugged in the camera then it it acted completely differently the the interference Mm -hmm. pattern changed to to a particle right and it's like wait wait a second (laughs) they they put the camera in there and they turned on the camera and that's it changed based on it being observed. So then they said, okay, well, let's leave the camera in there. So not make any changes whatsoever, but just turn it off or unplug it so that it's there physically, but it's not actually recording. And when it's not actually recording or it's not tracking the photons going through the slots, it went back to being an interference pattern or the light, a wave pattern. So it's almost like the light acted differently, but whether it was not, it was being monitored. Observed or not. Observed. And the observation did introduce a little bit of electrical, like you said, there was an electrical, like if you had it plugged in, there was obviously some kind of electromagnetic something coming off of the of the camera, even though it was a total re- receiver, right? There must have been some electricity running through the camera, and that well, might have been enough to, to mess up the experiment. So the, the observer always messes up the experiment, is yeah, kind well, of what they're, what they're trying to say. What we're, I, I think what we're both saying is the, there is no such thing as a passive observer. If that's, mm-hmm. if I understand it right, you cannot be passive. You're yeah. the, the active observer. And, and I mean, this is, we're rehashing the, the active observation changes. But as you were talking about that, I thought about how they fought the board in the very, in the, the two part, um, the two, the two-part yes. series injury uh, yeah. of the yeah. next generation, where they would shift the the um, the shields that they were using. Is that right? They yeah, they shift mo- the frequency of the modulated of the force field. Yeah, they yeah modulated shield modulation. Yeah, they would they would change the modulation based on a random pattern, and the board could not adjust to that fast enough. Is that right? That's correct. That's what they. Okay. That is the tactic that they used. So why yeah. don't they do that with the camera and see what happens? What, modulate the the frequency on the camera. So I think yeah, they just there... gave up at that point. 
Well, that's, so that's what makes me think it's like it. there's got to be more to this story. There's there's yes, things there here. There's things here that they're not seeing that are causing causing this result. And it just it just leads us to believe that thing like there's there's other things that are occurring in the world or in existence that we just don't have the ability to observe. And you can throw them yep. off and say, oh, it's 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 God or or some other force. But we just don't have the ability to observe it. So maybe at some point we can observe it at some point in the future when we have more uh, better instruments or something like that. We might be able to observe it. I don't know. When when we get when we get down to, when we get where to the electron Michael, so what's the next what's the next thing? Right. Quark. But we'll get down to the quark level. Yeah, we'll get down to the quark level. There's something beyond quarks. There might be something. Well, yeah, smaller but than quarks. I mean what I'm trying to get to is the quark level of of microscope. Mm. You're gonna have because the granularity is stuck at the moment at the electron level, which is going to you're going to capture you're not going to be able to capture anything smaller than that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I understand it right, the electron is the smallest particle you should be able to see. And even then electrons, I'm, I'm guessing their universal size is they would bounce off of each other. So you, they should, they should negate each other. So but the electrons are, are made from quarks, right? So quarks are unobservable because they're too small. Well, they have to, at the moment, I think they have to use the accelerator to get a quark to break out of a. Oh, so they can, they can break an electron or an electron. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, okay. that's, that's how the accelerators work. They break, so they've been they able to, it. they've been able to measure a quark. They've been able to identify a quark. Mm -hmm. But we don't know if there's actually. We don't know how to, I don't think we know how to use it like, okay. like the electron microscope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how you. I don't know, since it's created an explosion and an uh, best I remember is an annihilation event. They annihilate the electron or the, or the neutron or the, the uh, what's the other one? Proton. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Let me go back to <laughs> science. Um, they annihilate them to get the, the quarks in the, in the subatomic particles to emerge. Yeah, but we don't know how to focus those. Yeah, yeah. So we're not, we're not, we don't have the ability to look down there. So there's probably, see, that's the thing. It's like uh, the scientists of the mid, like early 20th century, were like Einstein and all those others were like really pissed that they couldn't come up with a um, a classical definition of the universe, mm -hmm. right? Because once they got the into quantum theory, space, yeah. once they got into the quantum space, everything shifted. Just, yeah. <laughs> It didn't change. It, it, there, our perception was not granular enough to go any further. Yeah, and they're curious. They wanted to know what's they, like. You were just saying, is there's something else that we're unable to observe? Yeah, and we can put it off on all kinds of other stuff, God, and all that, other, and all the other things that we come up with, but we still can't do it. Yeah, it's like going. We're what three hundred thousand years out from the singularity, uh, the Big Bang. We're the Big what, Bang. I think oh, we're isn't it more 300, than that? Three hundred million. Closer? No, I don't think it's. I, mean, I think we're closer to like three hundred. I think the what the the Higgs Bose boson or the is Higgs boson boson. Yeah. The the God particle. 
Yeah, I think that took us to within three hundred thousand. I think I'm not really sure about that. So it's only three hundred thousand years. Yeah. Wow. So there was three hundred thousand years we can't account for yet. Oh, since the Big Bang. Yeah. Okay, but on top of uh, all the existence we know of, which is my my minuscule. Right. Yeah. So switching gears. Okay. Because <laughs> I actually I, have well, to... I, I mean, we, I, I, this is where we, you and I play. We really do play in this field because we know enough to kind of have a conversation. But uh, I would imagine an expert would go, what the hell are these guys saying? <laughs> well, the, you know, maybe somebody who's listening could actually go, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It, we're the spark. It makes sense. We're the spark. We're, you know, yeah, we're putting it out there. Yeah. So, so I do have to I do have to leave a little early today because I do have an appointment okay. to get to after this. But uh, I, I wanted to ask you a question. So there's a concept that I've come up with um, and I want to cover this. It's like so we're all familiar with serendipity. Right. So mm -hmm. a lot of times the things that occur in our lives that are good uh, have to do with serendipity. Right? right, we just happen to be in the right place at the right time. You get on the right, uh, right plane in the right seat, and and uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you have a high-end job at a company or something like that. So, it's kind of like these chance encounters and chance juxtapositions cause this serendipity to occur, right? And I was just wondering, do you think there's a way to make to sort of tweak things? somehow with technology to make it happen more often so instead of just because i think what what people do now right if they're uh, uh an extrovert they go out there and they talk to as many people as they possibly can to try and create uh encounters that might lead into serendipity but i was just thinking with, with all the tech we have all the ai all the data we know is there a way to sort of make that happen can you engineer uh, serendipity since you're you're throwing this at me, what have you come up with so far? I haven't come up with anything. I'm just wondering uh, if it's is there a way? What do you think it's possible? Because the the whole concept so, okay, of serendipity so, is 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 luck, right? It's just like you happen to bump well, in. Well, um, but... no, it's not exactly luck. It's, okay. So let, let's go with it in probabilities. Okay. And so we're playing when we're dealing with uh, serendipity, we're dealing with probabilities. Mm -hmm. Let's put it in that world so we can kind of talk about it a little bit. Right. Is there a way that we can uh, fine tune the probabilities to where serendipity happens? Right. Is that a better? Yeah, um, sure. You you can you can call it, you can cause it that because call it that because isn't that what, typically what happens? I mean, a lot of the a lot of things. Well, that, I mean, occur, that's what we're doing uh, yeah. when we're doing project management or or yeah. um, even change management. All of those things. We're we're what we're doing is we're fine tuning the probability probability so that it's going to occur right what we're what i think what you're saying is when we're let's say that we're outside of a culture or outside of mm, i think you called it experience while ago is when we're trying to put two 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 i'm going to say objects two objects together where a third object is created mm -hmm. is that right Kinda. Yeah, let's let's call it that. I don't. So, I, 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 well, here, let me throw a couple of examples. You go on a okay. walk. You have a thorny problem that you're trying. You're working on. You go on a walk. You see something that mm -hmm. triggers something that helps you solve the problem. Right, or you're right. or you're you're thinking about looking for a new client uh, as you're going to your current client on the plane, and you just happen to sit beside somebody who needs what you're selling. 
right? Correct. I mean, right. there's just as just as much of a chance that it, it was probably a ninety percent chance that they wouldn't, and they don't want to talk to you. But you know, there's a small there's a small sliver of chance that the person sitting beside you on the plane can actually help you get your new gig. So that's a lot of times that kind of serendipity is what happens. And it seems like it's just sort of happenstance. It's kind of like with sales messages we were talking about before, right? They blast out thousands of messages hoping to hit you at the right moment so that there's this serendipitous encounter uh, between the person who wants something and the person who's selling something. But you already said that, you know, people don't really know what they want. <laughs> so we talked about that yeah. before. But yeah, so there are there ways with using technology to make it more likely to happen? Well, so let, let me think for just a minute. Yeah, mm -hmm. Are there ways? I'm sure there are. But once again, we're, we're going, we're actually kind of going back into quantum because we're dealing with probabilities. Okay. And when, if I understand that's, that's the key thing about the quantum world is you're dealing with probabilities all the time. All, yeah. all these they're not possibilities. These are probabilities and they're minute or large. Yeah. And I'm guessing kind of what you're, is you're looking for something that would, I'm, I'm going to use a different word, but it's kind of like an entanglement where this, this ideal client is meeting up with this ideal consultant. Yeah. And they're, yep. they're entangled with each other. Yeah. And so didn't that almost sound like manifesting? Well, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is that maybe you weren't intending or you weren't manifesting or you weren't even thinking about it. You, it just, it just happened. Right. Right. But and you, I mean, go, so if go you're thinking this, about it, that might be leaning towards more manifestation. Right. But you're not thinking. So from what, from what I'm gathering the manifestation is, you put the energy out there and the universe responds to it. That's basically what I'm, what I'm getting from this. Yeah. Is you've got, you've got to put the right, I don't know how, how they come up with this. Cause I don't think we're, if we're not fine tuned to the cork level, I, the energy level, we're not, we're not even close, uh, but yeah. they, that's what they, you put the right energy out there and the universe responds to it. That's, that's the basic thing of manifestation. And yeah, that's that's manifestation. But, you know, if you don't believe in that, <laughs> well, then it's kind of hard to fine tune anything to get it to work. Uh, well, that's uh, why it's kind of like what people say is like, how do you get how do you how do you get more lucky? Well, you just be more observant, right? So, you're more well, observant, you're more open. You're I mean, so I, I, I'm going to say this is this is Rosa Rosa with with her handicap thing or handicap sticker. Mm -hmm. we, I swear. She's the luckiest person I have ever seen. We'll be rolling in the, all the handicapped things, and the, and the car will pull out and open up the spot right as she's getting there. Wow. Happens over and over and over. And I'm just looking at her and say, You are the luckiest person I've ever seen. <laughs> and I think it's because she has, the, she has, she's got that frequency because she does. The only thing she's not lucky on is the lottery. Mm. And, and she, she didn't win the billion dollars. No, right? no, she didn't win it. I didn't win it. Yeah, maybe we weren't manifesting for the lottery. I don't know what we manifested. Yeah, for maybe yet. we weren't manifesting. I, I'm not. Maybe I. If, if whoever did, I'd like to know. Were you manifesting or not? Uh, um, yeah. Who knows? Right. Um, Will we ever find out? <laughs> no, there, nobody's going to admit to that if they did. No. Uh, but they only made four hundred million. Did you see how much the IRS got? Wow. 
It's amazing. Six hundred million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> These lotteries are such a scam. I mean, if you really want to win something, you should just go to the track, right? Isn't that? Isn't, aren't they better odds? Much, you got as much chance. So you got as much chance to win big at the track as you do to win the lottery. And right. Particularly. Um, while all this is going on there, I think, I don't know if we talked about this, but there's a, one of my very favorite movies is Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. When Kevin, yeah. then there's a, there, have we talked about this one? Kevin Costner is talking to uh, James Earl Jones, um, trying to convince him to go to the game. He says, mm-hmm. is Clarence, is Clarence Mann's. Okay. He's talking, you once writ, wrote in the baby rocker, blah, blah, blah. And as, um, every so often the tumblers of the universe unlock and something mysterious happens or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I love that because it, it's the same thing as saying if lightning is going to strike, it's going to strike really hard once. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I'm, uh, when I, when I buy lottery tickets, it's at the really high end. I, I figure I'm going to, if it's going to strike only once, I'm going to go for the 600 million after the taxes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense to me <laughs> that because it's not, it puts a limit on how much I'm going to spend on any lottery. I only buy one ticket for me. Yeah. Same here. Same, Same here. I mean, I'm going to put my chance out there. Uh, you know, it's as good as any other, that chance is as good as any other. And if everything's working right, so, but going back to Rosa with the the uh, with the pulling in and and the and uh, the mm-hmm. in the handicap parking slot, the, what I would like to know is the person that wins the lotteries. How many other lotteries have they won? Right. Are they setting up the vibrations that will set up the conditions that allow them to win a lottery? Right. Right. That would be interesting to find out. Like go go interview lottery winners to see if that would if be they're they refer they're they're so, repeat winners and stuff like that. Right, right. There because there's a there's one on YouTube now. It's a it's a commercial that he's talking about the queen of contest or something like that, and she she basically won every contest she ever entered according to the guy. Wow. I don't know if that's true or not, but they asked her how she won. She said, well, I just entered. But I'm thinking that if we're, if we're kind of going to the law to attraction, she's setting up the vibrations that allow her to win. Mm-hmm. I don't and know. That goes, back to, that goes back to quantum theory. Is that, yeah, that, it does. It, uh, that if, if all of these atoms are intelligent and we, we put enough manifestation out, out there, then things will or put enough desire things will so, reorganize in the way we want them to correct but why does it so, only happen for some people is it just does it just because they've chances? been doing it all their life i mean they just <laughs> the guy the one of the guys i've run across within the law of attraction is also called the law of assumption mm. and the way the way it works it's not quite the same is you you assume that what you want has already happened Mm-hmm. so you act and like you act like it's already happened you you it's not whether you act you just think it's already so you talk in the past you, basically you talk in the past tense mm. it's not i will it's i i enjoyed you i mean you you assume it's already happened 
Right. And the way he talks about that is you're studying the conditions to where it will, it will manifest because it's already happened in your mind. Once again, going back to the mind being one of the powerful forces in the universe. Mm-hmm. You were talking earlier is while we think and we're, uh, I, I, I need to send this to you. I think I've still got it up. That there is no such thing as free will. Did you, did you run across that from the Atlantic? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From the Atlantic? Yeah. Maybe you're the one that showed, shared it with me. I forget. Um, to where you know the subconscious is doing all the stuff behind the scenes we don't even know about it, and it makes decisions. It appears to, it appears to be free will. Yeah, it appears right. to be free will, but it's not. Like right. we, none of us have free will because we are just we're completely connected by our our environments. So whatever's and, happening in our us, in our in those connections that we're talking about is you're putting out you, you're setting your your frequencies, you've got to, you've got to do almost, this is, this is going against what I probably really believe. I I don't know how I'm going to get around this. You've got to do what you've got to do what you expect. I'm not sure how. What do you mean you have to do what you expect? Okay. (laughs) You have to, you have to consult if you want to, if you expect to consult. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of thinking this is like, you know, they advocate that you go out and do all this volunteer work. Yeah. Are you do, are you doing any volunteer consulting pro bono or anything right now? I was at one point, but I'm not doing yeah. it anymore. Did it, yeah. did, did it turn out to be anything? Nope. Nope. But that was because of something completely different, right? That was because of the, the persuasion principle, right? Remember we were talking about this a long, long time ago of how the principles of influence have changed and there's no mm-hmm. longer recipro- reciprocity. Right. So a lot of times people do work pro bono because they expect, I mean, some, they do, sometimes they do work pro bono because they really, they're really into the cause, right. right? whatever the cause is. But other times they do work pro bono so they can go, well, you know, at some point this might actually be worth something, right? Okay. Uh, and, or I might be able to get some money out of it, but that never happens anymore, right? I have a friend of mine who I used to work with, who has been working for a startup now as an advisor, and they haven't paid him a cent. They haven't paid him a cent. And he's been doing a lot of hard work for them, looking that at some point in the future, there's going to be some kind of payout, but I don't think there will be. So <laughs> I think, you know, the guy's working for nothing. But, you yeah, know, that's just... just well, what I, so what I'm saying, based, going back to our thing, we haven't set up the right frequencies He's doing it for them. He needs to do it at a bigger, more, uh, put more fingers in the pie. Yeah. So put more fingers in the pie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You think about it. Uh, think about it from that perspective, because a lot of times it's funny how often we just bumble. Like human beings, just we just bumble around, right? We, and then we complain that all these things occur to us instead of actually directing them. In, in any particular way right but we can't direct them we, there's no free will there is no direction no but i mean we can we can somewhat direct them like we can direct mm-hmm. them within within a, a a so you're saying that people can't change can't I'm, change at all i'm saying no i'm not i'm saying that we are not we are not able to direct the change change is going to happen that i mean i i'm totally with that yeah but we can't change uh, 
mine, the reason I'm called Dutch is because I was trying to change my personality way back in the nineties. So yeah. really, How did that uh, go? <laughs> it, there, there are aspects of it that work and there are aspects where I, there are, there are things in my character that were really, really, really hard to change because yeah. I, I, I didn't want to do the work to change them. I, yeah. I thought, you know, I would start with a, with a um, blank slate. Essentially, that's what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I would rewrite the slate. Well, no, because the way I am is already written into the slate, even at the get-go. Right. And you don't even, you're, I mean, there's things that we, we were talking that we are overwhelmed with 400 trillion things, uh, uh, stimuli in a, in a single second. Yeah. Mike, there's the, the algorithms were already set. I, there were things I was unable, I, I wasn't even aware of that it was making decisions for me. So it sounds like what you're saying is that we have to, the, the best bet would be to just sort of be the way we are and just let things happen to us. That's kind of what I'm saying. You, you, so, it, so, for example, you, so for example, this, this event that I'm going to tonight, um, I followed up with somebody that I'd met serendipitously at a company about you know six or seven years ago. And he said, oh, we have this event coming up. Did you want to speak at it? Or did you want to be on the panel? And I said, sure. So what, how, how serendipitous was that? I mean, I made the decision to reach out to him and he happened to have this event coming up. So okay. where's wait, the free wait, will? There's a lot of the story. There's a lot of story. Where's the so, determinism and where's the free have will? Have you been keeping a constant contact with the guy over the last six or seven years? Absolutely not. So this I would, is, ping, just, I would ping him every now and then. Every now and then I would just I would just send him a note saying, Hey, what's happening? And that's it. So it's not totally so it's, serendipitous. It could be uh, oh yeah. You just happened to hit the I just happened to hit him at the right moment. Right. Where he had this upcoming event that he thought I would be a good fit for being the, on the panel of. So that's that's the thing I, I that's the question. Is so it, what it was so, that free so, will or is that me just why am I reaching out to this guy? I'm just reaching out to him to say because uh, you're yeah. wired to do that. That's well, I mean you do No, that I'm doing it because I want I'm looking for business. Let's go to the deep you can bottom say of that, it. But but you can call you that's the outcome. Yeah. You are wired to reach out and connect with people. I am? Oh sure. man, I didn't want to be like that. <laughs> How would well, it be an introvert? Look, Chris, <laughs> that doesn't mean we're not introverted, but you are wired to keep in touch with people. Oh man. I don't God. ping people. I mean you you ping people. I don't ping people very That's often. That's true. Why do I do that? I don't know. Maybe I should, You're wired I should to change. Do it that way. I should decide not to do that anymore. Well, cause... okay. Don't <laughs> and sit there like a sit, sit there like a mushroom Dutch and wait for the bullshit to come. Mushroom Dutch, who's that? Me. Because I'm <laughs> I'm in the dark. You're not a mushroom. Come on. Well, that's so in, in a certain sense, one of the things I am, I'm like, okay, I am not, I am not engaged in the world at all. And mm-hmm. I've got all this stuff to offer. So I don't know what I'm putting out there at the moment. But I'm not putting out very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not engaged in any, any uh, news groups or any, or anything. I'm not even commenting that much anymore. Used to, I did. Now I don't. Why? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you should be like, a, a, you should be like a, a, a I, fiend on that. 
I'm the worst lurker. As much as I hated lurkers back, <laughs> I, I'm the worst lurker now. Because now I'm I'm watching um, I'm watching YouTube a lot. Yeah. Um, in fact, there's a there's a new thing on YouTube. Have you run across the shorts? Yeah, I've seen those. They're like TikTok videos, basically. Kind of, yeah. kind of. But there's some actually really. There's there's one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn you on to her. Mm-hmm. Where I'm guessing he's Indian, and he's the camera guy, mm-hmm. and she has the best laugh, and he makes her laugh all the time. <laughs> it, is, it is hysterical. Nice. what he does to her he he's um there's one yesterday i was watching and he's all the, he calls her the influencer mm-hmm. the influencer all the influencers stepping out into the fashion world of fashion and trying to make her way or something like that mm-hmm. and she stands up and says, oh, I, I, I was in a hurry i had to dress fast and then he says put your hands in your pocket and she'd put her pants on backwards <laughs> And her hip pocket was standing there in front. It's and not he, a. Oh man, is he giving her the business? And this and is not is a. This is not a. Is it really? Is she just being ditzy, or is she actually acting? I, no, ditzy? I think the way it is. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe she is ditzy. I don't. I don't. I don't get that from her. But, oh, sorry. Is that a sexist term? I think oh, anybody can be ditzy. Come is, on. Is, but what? I, the, what I'm trying. The guys makes it funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you one. I'm, I'm not sure how you send. Them. I'll send you their channel. So yeah, send me the link in Telegram it. or something like that. So, you, like so a, you can look at the the shorts. I get sucked into that. <laughs> he gives her the business all the time, and I'm sitting there, and she just laughs and laughs and laughs, <laughs> and that's what makes it funny. Yeah, he's he's he, he's. She's like a straight man. Is it's, it's now that I think about it. It's like a straight man in the comic. Yeah, he's yeah. the comic, but you never see him. You see her. She's a straight woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's a very interesting thing, and I'm I'm sitting here. Oh, he, man, he is merciless about it. I mean, he's not mean or anything. He's an Indian guy. He's like, oh, honey, you, you know, uh, you bloody this or whatever. It's, it's yeah. the accent. That this is, <laughs> it's you know, drives you crazy. British. Sounds like he's British. No, no, he's he sounds East Indian. He, uh, yeah. he's either either Pakistan, Pakistani or some somewhere in that region. But mm-hmm. he sounds Indian, uh, East Indian to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she could be Pakistani by looking at her, and mm-hmm. he supposedly, but they 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 put it when he comes on the camera, he's got a filter over his face so you can't <laughs> see him. <laughs> So he acts like he's uh, he's like he's there, hidden. but he's got he's got a, like an anime filter on, over his face. <laughs> and oh, you you got to send me that. Send I, me I will. That. I'll send you to. And just look at their shorts and it, stay in there. Um, he did. They did one. What was uh, talk, I talked about the clothes? He does one where he's giving her the business. About oh oh the draw the washing machine. Mm. I, in fact, this was so funny. I sent it to Rose because she's packing the washing machine to do it, and he's talking about um, be, be a normal be a normal person. Only put three pieces in. <laughs> and the reason this the reason this washer is does not match that dryer is because you broke that one. 
Oh no, <laughs> that's pretty. It's pretty fun. I'll, I'll send it to you on on Telegram. Yeah, no, I'd love to see that. That sounds great. Uh, and, and, and it's time for you to go. Yeah, unfortunately, I do have to go. I have to, I okay. have to get to another meeting. Thank you, okay. sir. Great talking talk to, to you. you later. As usual. Bye, Chris. All right. Bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.